Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. Today is a recording of the uh, Twitch show that we've been promising. Uh, I was lucky to be joined uh, by both Adam King from Fantasy uh, Basketball International and by uh, Ralph Johnson from uh, NBC Sports Edge, also known as uh, uh, Roto World, if you are uh, familiar with all the different fantasy basketball uh, sites out there. And what we did is we uh, did an old-fashioned watching of the boxes. Uh, but this time, this was on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. So if you want to follow along with some visual aids with the actual box scores in front of you, go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes, hit the follow button, and then go look at the videos because the video is there. You could watch along with us instead of just listening in audio form. But if you want to listen to audio form, uh, we broke down every single game from the real opening night on Wednesday. Uh, there, I think there's a lot of really good insight uh, for both these guys. Uh, a lot of good pickups, a lot of uh, players that you should probably have already picked up. Uh, hopefully they're still on your waiver wire by the time you listen to this. But we are going to be doing a live uh, kind of roundtable fantasy analyst show every single Wednesday at 10 p.m. Central Time. I know that's late, but we do have some Australians in the uh, in the crew that uh, I want to make sure that we um, are uh, allowing them to not be awake at a weird hour. Like, let's do it during their day at some point, right? So, right now, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Central twitch.tv slash watching the boxes we'll be doing a roundtable um with various fantasy basketball analysts from around the globe pretty much and we'll be talking about whatever is happening in fantasy uh and this time around what was happening was opening night so i hope you enjoy and if you want to like i said if you want to follow along visually twitch.tv slash watching the boxes thanks and enjoy the show i post a tweet for you when you go live Fancy stuff. What's up, everybody? Um, if you're watching this as a video uh, later in the day, or if um, you're joining us in the chat room, what's up? How's it going? This is Mike Cashman with Watching the Boxes. I am joined here uh, with Raf from Roto World, right? I already yeah, forgot. Roto World. I already forgot. Roto World. And not Roto Wire, Roto World. And then our good friend Adam over at. International Fantasy Basketball. Fantasy Basketball International. Yep, that's it. Is the international in the beginning or the end? End. At the end. FBI. FBI. Ah, there it is. That's why. (laughs) Trying to be real clever. Uh, But yeah, welcome to the the inaugural show of uh, Fantasy Basketball Roundtable. Um, The idea here is that we get some uh, experts from around the uh, fancy basketball world come in, hang out, uh, shoot the shit, talk about whatever, like legitimately, uh, fa- mostly fancy basketball. But if it goes off the rails, I'm perfectly fine with that. And tonight's the night. 
tonight's like opening night. It's been uh, it's been exciting. What's um, what's been your guys' take so far with uh, with what you've seen? What game? Well, actually, let's start here. What games did you actually watch? Uh, I watched. Uh, I sort of just flicked um, between all the games, um, but I actually watched quite a bit of the uh, Magic and Pistons game. Um, and the Pelicans and Nets, they're probably the two that I focused on the most. Um, and a little bit of Thunder and Timberwolves as well. All right, cool. What about you, Ralph? Yeah, um, I'm a Knicks fan, so that was the game I watched most of the night. I I did check in a bit. Yeah, that was a a tough one to to lose. That's a tough loss. I was kind of hoping uh, they'd go into double overtime like last year. Same here. Um, and other than that, I, I watched a lot of the Bulls Heat game. I had that on another screen. Just wanted to see how um, I and, and Alex Caruso looked, you know, in their starting roles tonight. Obviously, Demar Derozan did his thing as, as you would expect. So that was those a, are the two early games I probably paid most attention to. Yeah, that that Bulls game was a lot of fun. I obviously watched the Bulls game. I'm a big Bulls fan, and um, that that game felt weird. Um, if uh, as a you know, as someone who watches a little too much Bulls, um, it just felt like I'm surprised they pulled it off. How about that? Because they weren't playing their best basketball, especially down the stretch. They were kind of like turning the ball over, um, not finishing, but they just they kept well, they they kept either getting steals or kind of kept fairly decent defense against the Heat. And I couldn't really tell if it was just a bad shooting night from the Heat or, um, I mean, not really. The Heat shot 46%. Um, or if, uh, I don't know, maybe the Bulls are better than I, th- I think they are. I'm always a little bit of a pessimist after all those years of uh, mediocreness uh, as a Bulls fan. But I guess, next you can relate to that, right, Ralph? Um, yeah, I guess you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Coming in, shoot, uh, just shooting the lights out. Um Nice. Uh, so yeah, I I want to. There's. I watched that one. I watched the Orlando game, and uh, I want to go back and watch the Zion game for sure because I think that's the one that's going to be most interesting. To um, I just want to see how Zion's moving. I want to see how explosive he is. Uh, that line looks really silly. If you got, if we want to talk about the box scores, let's go over to the Pelicans Knicks box score, um, and. That Zion line's pretty silly. He took 22 shots. Uh, no threes, of course. But 25, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals. I'm I'm shocked. Um, I'm shocked that he got 4 steals and 3 assists. It's one game, right? But um, that's an impressive line. That's what you want to see if you uh, took the shot on Zion. Oh, for sure. Especially the defensive numbers. Um, they're going to need that. You know, you've got Herb Jones, but he's pretty much the only, like, designated defensive starter and that's the stopper in that starting lineup. So if anyone else can give them some contributions, I think there are going to be opportunities there for Zion to get some steals. We saw that tonight. Um, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Nets for getting blown out while the Yankees were playing. Now people really won't pay much attention to it. But (laughs) all credit to the Pelicans in, in all seriousness. They played really well tonight. Yeah, it looks like they played pretty well. Um, and I'm also encouraged by uh, Valanchunas getting 13 rebounds. 
Yeah. I think that was a lot of people's concern. And I also, uh, I think a lot of people's mistake, right? I was, I had Valentinus in my top 50. Um, and a lot of people were like, nah, never mind. I saw him go well, you know, definitely below, below 50 in mm-hmm. quite a few drafts that I was in. And the answer was like, I don't think Zion and Valentinus playing with each other necessarily hurts one another because they don't, they don't take up the same space on the floor. Uh, and and uh, yeah, much like you, I think I was probably a little bit lower on on Valanciunas this season, but uh, I was probably one of the one of the people that was um, the highest on Zion. Um, I said in a few pods, I was more than happy to take him in the second round this season, uh, which was a little <laughs> bit higher than he was going, um, in the hope that he didn't destroy our free throw percentage and got some defensive numbers. So I was pretty happy with this line, obviously. Um, not shooting any threes, that's good. Uh, and, yeah, look, I mean, in terms of how he looked, I mean, you, you go and watch the game, but he, when he put his mind to it and actually wanted to get to the basket, they couldn't really stop him. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I think he looked he looked great. Um I'm I'm probably a little bit biased there as well. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, and that's why I watched that game just because I wanted to see him play. Um, and it is, you know, he looks. He, I mean, he's still massive, um, but you can tell that he's refined his his build a little bit. So he he's still um, just as strong, but it looks like he's actually bit more in control now when he's moving to the basket and um, playing defense, that sort of thing. He looks like he's actually um, more control over his body, and, and I think that will help him, on, especially on the defensive end there. So, um, no, I was very happy with him, and uh, and Trey Murphy as well off the bench played, played well, almost got a double-double, and I've got him in a few leagues. So it was nice to see him getting minutes. Yeah, he went, he went undrafted. Um, I think on ADPs, if I if I recall properly, and uh, twenty four minutes, that's nice. Now it was a blowout though, so I don't know how much you want to take out of a blowout. I usually uh, lower my my expectations, my weight around when I'm looking at the box scores around around a blowout. I'm always like, eh, you know, what was actually happening here? Were they just throwing uh, Murphy out there simply because the game was over? Um, or it, look, it, it was a blowout. Although when you watch it, you'll see that they still had Zion and those guys on with four minutes to go. Really? So it wasn't. It wasn't until the last um, five minutes that the Nets pulled their starters. So so yes, it was a blowout um, in terms of the score, but it, it was Nets sort of. Yeah, they were still trying with five minutes to go. Um, so it wasn't a game where. Like the whole fourth fourth quarter was just the scrubs getting on the court. So um, yeah, so the the, the the minutes were somewhat reflective of what we might see on a nightly Good. basis. Okay, well then I'm a little less. I worried. think. Yeah, I think what else helps Trey Murphy is that he's one of the few guys that can give them consistent three point shooting. You know, there are only three guys with multiple threes. The other two being C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Expect those two to do that, but Trey, I think he's in a spot where 
don't know if he's going to get, you know, 24 minutes per game. Maybe he's down to like 20 when the games are more competitive, but I don't think that's going to be enough of a drop to, to rule him out as like a deep league guy to pick up right now. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. They're going to yeah, need... if you look down their roster there... Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah, look down their roster. It's really outside of Ingram and McCollum. There's Alan Tunis. You don't really want him shooting. Herb Jones won't shoot a lot of threes. Zion, let's hope he doesn't shoot threes. Um, Barry Nance isn't going to shoot threes. Devontae Graham probably shouldn't be You're not going to play Garrett Temple? Marshmallow. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't hate on my guy. Don't hate on my guy, Garrett Temple. He's a good locker room influence. I love that. <laughs> That's okay. Yes. Sure, we'll leave it at that. Um, on the Brooklyn side, um, I would. Well, there's one. I guess there's one thing. We got Patty Mills with 23 minutes. I think Patty Mills was another guy who no one was drafting, who was going to play decent mm-hmm. minutes on a team that will occasionally need someone to come and be running the team off the bench every once in a while. Um, I Like I said, I didn't see this game, so maybe you can give some insight on uh, what Ben Simmons looked like. And then my other standout here is, should I pick up Nick Claxton if he's on my waiver wire? I would have drafted Claxton personally. Um, there are no more friends of Katie and Kyrie to take away minutes from him. Even though him <laughs> only getting 25 tonight. Is a bit concerning. He did have some foul trouble to deal with, but I think Claxton's a guy at this point you should feel relatively safe rostering. Uh, in terms of Mills, I think I take that I take his line with a grain of salt. Like he did put up some decent numbers, especially if you're looking at three point shooting. But that's without Seth Curry and Joe Harris. So True. those guys get in there. You have to imagine that they're going to take away some of the opportunities from him. You know, down the line. Yeah, I uh, I agree there, and and uh, Simmons fouled out in this one as well, so his minutes were down um, from what they probably will be. Um, but it, look, in terms of Claxton, yeah, look, I think expectation was probably that he would max out at about twenty eight minutes, um, but mm-hmm. more likely to be around twenty five. Um, and in yeah, I mean, he did exactly what what you wanted him to do here. He was efficient. He got rebounds and he got blocks. So. Um, yeah, I think this is probably a pretty encouraging performance if, if you did draft him. Um, which I, I think I did in one or two leagues. So, uh, no, he looked good out there and he, he looked, um, he, he just looks like, I think the last couple of years we've been waiting for him to break out, but he just physically hasn't been ready. Um, but he, he looked a lot better just out on the court. Yeah, I think uh, Claxton should be rostered in all leagues if he is not. I'd be surprised if he is not, but. Every once in a while, there's like some of these weird guys that nobody's ever, the casual fan has not heard of, and they're like, "Oh, should I pick this guy up?" We actually do have a question here in uh, in the chat. Uh, if you were rostering Jared Allen and Johnny Collins, uh, if you had both of those players, now my answer is, why aren't you playing both of them? Uh, who should be the the actual starting center if you uh, can't play both Jared Allen and John Collins? Though I don't know what situation you couldn't be able to do that. John Collins is a forward. How about this rest of the year, Jared Allen or John Collins? Man, that's a good question. Yeah. Because Collins looked really good tonight. Um, 
He looked better. I was kind of worried about his touches when you have Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, but they both did a good job of getting him involved early and often. So I think Collins' three-point potential, you can get some threes from him. I would lean towards him, I think, but I don't know. I need to see a bit more of him playing alongside Murray and Young before I'd fully commit to that. That's yeah, great. I thought Collins did look good tonight from what mm-hmm. I saw. Um, and I do think that the Hawks this year, they're sort of one of my sleepers to be one of the better teams in the East. I think mm-hmm. um, uh, I know, the last sort of 12 months, 18 months, whatever, there's been all that conjecture about John Collins and do they want to trade him. That seems to have faded away. I don't know if it's still there, but um, it does seem like the roster's more set. Jonte looked really good alongside Trey. And I think a Kongwu coming off the bench, he he was really good tonight as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind Collins. I think he's got less, a lot less pressure on him now. So um, he's able to just do what he does best and, and that's try and score and grab a few boards. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe lean Collins. Yeah, I think, that's, uh, I think that's fair because you're really getting traditional stats out of Jared Allen. You know what you're good to get there even if he does take a, like a step forward right you're still limited to that box of the old fashioned traditional granted with a decent free throw percentage for a traditional center well johnny collins is going to give you much better percentages and he's going to give you those threes um and i don't know i didn't i didn't uh watch this hawks rockets game i got the box score up here uh just taking a look at it i do like I was I I'm leaning towards on Kongwu by the end of the season being the guy that they play the most minutes at center in Atlanta. Though he's got to deal with that foul trouble, right? He had four fouls in twenty one minutes. And you know, Capella's not like falling apart. Capella's still a very good defender, a decent very good rebounder. And Okung was going to have to earn it, but I like what I see here is that in limited minutes, I can like I can roster Okungu in a in a standard league and not worry about waiting half the season before he's of value. Um, if he's playing decent minutes off the bench, playing efficient minutes, uh, I, I feel very safe rostering him throughout the start of the season. I think he and DeAndre Hunter probably had the most encouraging nights in comparison to what we would expect from them. Like Collins, you know, if he gets a chance, he's going to put up numbers. Marion Young goes without saying, but to see those two supplementary guys play as they did tonight, you know, Houston isn't very good defensively, but to see them both put up good numbers, it's really encouraging. Um, I don't know if I think if you, if you have Okongwu, you may be rooting for him to come off the bench as opposed to you know, jump Capella moving to the starting lineup just because I think he's going to get more scoring opportunities coming off the bench as opposed to if he were to start with those guys in, in Collins and all them too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, 122. Uh, 10 for 15. Um, that I mean, that's great percentage. It's probably not obviously sustainable, but I like the fact that that's 15 field goals yeah. for Hunter. Um, and both Murray and Young in double digits in uh, with assists. So and five wild wild ass five steals and a block from Dejounte Murray. 
feel like a lot of people are going to regret uh, letting him slip into the third round. Yeah, I think he was one of those guys who uh, initially, I think we sort of felt like we had to pick one, Trey or, or DeJounte in drafts, and then um, it was Trey, and, and so DeJounte fell a little bit. I, th- I think people started to come back around towards the, the back end of draft season, so he was going a little bit higher sort of over the weekend. Um, we just had when a lot of people were drafting, but yeah, I think he, he still fell a little bit too far. Um, if you look at the, while we're sort of touching on that game, having a look at the the Rockets and yeah. Hawks box score, what are your thoughts on Bruno Fernando? He started at centre with Shengun coming off the bench, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? It's seven assists and two blocks tonight. To go along with nine rebounds. Um, that's that's surprising. I think Shangun, the, the the problem there, the six turnovers. I think with the second unit, maybe he gets more opportunities to serve as a bit of a distributor. But zero assists, six turnovers. That's a, a red flag right there. If I've ever seen one. Um, Bruno, I think he did what they expected him to do. It's just that you know their, their main guys didn't shoot the ball particularly well, and they were unable to slow down some of Atlanta's supplementary guys. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think Fernando is probably a guy that was pretty much undrafted in every league. Yeah. So well, I think completely. if you need a if you need a center, um, I mean he's not going to shoot. 100% from the field. He's probably not going to get seven assists every night, but he's going to play 25 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be worth worth looking at. You might as well, if you've got a, a spot there at the end of your roster, he's he's worth picking up just to see what happens, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. He's, uh, he, one, he started. Two, he um, basically played the crunch time in the in the fourth quarter. He didn't come out of the game until about a minute left when the game was over, right? Um, it was, yeah, it was, uh, 111, 103 when he came out and he was also playing with, uh, Shangun for a little while. So it's not like they're, you know, living in a world where those two people can't coexist, right? So that, that's great for Fernando, but like, I did certainly did not see that coming. I'd say that's the number one, um, guy tonight that I was not even looking for who had a nice, a very nice line, seven assists. I don't I don't know if that's his game, right? But there it is. Some assists. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if it is either. I don't think we really know enough about him to know whether this is strength of his game. But um, yeah, no, like I said, give him a crack and just and just see. Um, and then Tari Eason is probably, I guess, the other name there. He was he hyped up and. Um, was a popular late round pick. Uh, wasn't super impressive tonight, but I, I'd still be holding him. I think um, I wouldn't panic after one performance. No, not yet. Though I don't know. The this could be a glut of like forward center dudes who then share a lot of minutes, and uh, they pull an OKC where we just don't know who's going to play, who's going to. Uh, start who's going to finish we could be looking at one of those types of situations but it's it's too early to tell uh, i think the rockets are definitely a team to to watch there with that rotation let's see let's go to their early games let's go to orlando detroit because i think 
I, I think there's some interesting stuff that happened in Orlando, Detroit, right? Uh, first off, you got the premier Banchero who got wet with it, like 27, nine, five assists, two blocks. Um, that's what you want to see if you, if you drafted him, but we, there was a good night from Franz. There was a very Wendell Carter night from Wendell Suggs. Um, shot well, which is uh, abnormal, but he got two steals, three assists. And, um, yeah. And, and, you know, even bull bull got some, some minutes of decent yeah. minutes there. What do you think about the Orlando game tonight? That one was, uh, a fun game. I, I caught it early. There was a time where they had a lineup where Franz Wagner was the smallest player on the floor. I think actually it. it was Caleb Houston. He was the smallest player on the floor. Then Wagner, and you had Carter, Bamba, and Bull Bull out there, which is an that's interesting insane. lineup yeah. to watch. Yeah, that's um, insane. <laughs> yeah. I think six ten for me. I think for me, the biggest takeaway might be Jalen Suggs shooting. I know he fouled out, but eight of eleven from the field, four of six from three. He was a terrible shooter when he was on the floor last season. So for him to shoot like this. If you if you use the late round pick on him in your fantasy draft, I, you don't expect him to shoot like this all season long. But this is a very encouraging season opener for him. Yeah, um, yeah, I was pretty high on Suggs early on, and I got him yeah. in a lot of my draft only leagues. And then he got injured, and so I I sort of bumped him down a little bit yeah. because I wasn't sure how long he'd be out. But um, no, he looked he looked really good. He, he went on a bit of a heater there. He had. Hit three threes in about ninety seconds, I think, mm-hmm. um, which which helped. But the the steals are nice, um, and yeah, he did foul out and and just keep an eye out because he did did appear to re injure that his knee, um, although it looked more like a contact sort of injury. He he sort of took a hit while he was in the air and landed awkwardly, but it looked more like his knee just hit the ground. There was no sort of unnatural movement or anything like that. So I think it's just more of a bruise or an impact injury so i don't think it will cost him any games but it is something uh just to monitor um yeah as you said they went with that really big lineup which was sort of odd and i had mo bumba um actually in one of my teams i picked him up off waivers and i'm going to be dropping him um tonight and hopefully picking up isaiah hartenstein Yeah, I would I would drop Mobamba. I think even Bull Bull's kind of coming for his minutes, right? And uh, I I thought Bull Bull looked kind of decent. I was like, oh, Bull Bull's got some skills that I did not expect. Um, and I don't know. I kind of I kind of I kind of like Orlando. I, like as like I like all their players. Like I kind of am rooting for them. So like in the idea that it's this should be fun to watch. You should like your team. There's a lot of guys on this team that I uh, that I kind of like. Um, I, I do think Franz. This could be the year. I'm I'm encouraged by his five assists. Right, that's the the assists. Uh, no steals, no blocks. Right, those are the things that have to uh, increase in order for him to kind of take that leap. And at least the uh, at least the assists showed up. Right, so I will take that. I will pick up Suggs if he is available. Um, I don't. He probably won't be, but I I, I would pick him up, and I'd pick up uh, Jay Nivey as well. Uh, if he is available, uh, though I don't think he is, because I think as we approached the season, everybody was jumped on that once they found out he was starting. 
Yeah, once he was in a starting lineup, I think there weren't anybody's chance to get him off the waiver wire. He's going to get picked. Both of Detroit's rookies look really good tonight. Uh, Ivy received 19 points, three rounds, four assists, three steals, and two three-pointers. Jalen Dern, you know, put up a double-double with one assist and three blocks, 14 and 10. A yeah. really good night for him in, in 22 minutes. So I think it was reported like early in training camp that he could spend more time in the G League. I don't think that's going to happen, um, especially in light of his performance tonight. Yeah, uh, he looked he looked good. I mean, obviously Marvin Bagley not being there helped, but yeah. I mean... We we all know that um, Bagley shouldn't be out there. Yeah, I don't, not worried um, about Bagley taking any minutes there. No, but but no, nah, he he looked um, really good and encouraging for me as well. Not that I have him rostered, but I thought Isaiah Stewart. He sort of appears to have found his role a little bit more. They're utilizing mm-hmm. him more. They're playing faster. They're using him. Not, they're they're utilizing his strength, which is his ability to get up and down the floor, and not just sort of getting set in their offense and then throwing the yeah. ball into him because he's he's undersized in there. So I, th- mm. I think they actually utilized him quite well tonight. Um, and yeah, what long-term, I'm not sure what their roster looks like. Um, the Bogdanovich is someone they look to trade at some point. But um, I thought, yeah, I, I thought it was a really encouraging game for Isaiah Stewart, um, given what we've seen the, la- the last 12 months. Yeah, I think there's there's one caveat that I, I'd give with tonight, and because I did kind of peep into this game, is that um, Duran came in with about a couple minutes left in the third, and then played for about twelve straight minutes. Like he played through into the fourth quarter, but they, he played with uh, the starters. He was you know part of closing the game, and then Stewart came in with about two two and a half minutes left, and I, I that that caught my eye a little bit, just being like. All right, it does seem like there is kind of a who is the crunch time five for the Detroit Pistons um, moving forward because like that is not obvious now. And if I if I have Stewart on my roster, I'm I'm not feeling very safe about that. Right, I might go pick up Duran if he's available. Just to you know, like I usually don't encourage people to handcuff, but I think this this might be one of those times it's acceptable to handcuff. Because during in limited minutes, that's a that's a hell of a line. Yeah, and plus it they've given Stewart the green light to shoot threes. You know, what if we get to a point where we're willing to try those two together? Because you never know. This is a team that even though they've liked to to make a move in the East, I don't think it's going to happen right now. So maybe later in the season they try to tinker with some of those things and see what they could potentially have with those two together that'd be great i would yeah, love that i think he does i think he does have that flexibility now to be able to do that to play the four yeah. where i don't think he has had that the last two years so um yeah if he can prove to i mean he only hit one three-pointer tonight but it was a clutch one it was al- mm-hmm. almost the game winning shot so um yeah, they're obviously confident enough to to get the ball in his hands down the stretch so if he can sort of um shore up that part of his game then then there's no reason that he can't play at the four um a little bit more which which opens up some more minutes alongside you and like you said yeah that was definitely a clutch three because i had the over uh at 0.5 for those three pointers made so shout out to you isaiah stewart appreciate you um 
Let's go over to the Washington Indiana game. Um, Indiana, another team where, where they uh, there's a lot of guys hanging out on the bench that are kind of interesting. Uh, the Wizards are the Wizards. I, I I'm not terribly um, shocked with anything I'm seeing over on their uh, on their side of the shop, uh, unless you were one of those people who didn't like. Didn't think Kyle Kuzma was very good, which didn't we learn last year that he is? He's he's actually good. <laughs> yeah. Well, good at fantasy. How about that? I don't know about real basketball, but I mean, he's 22 and 13. He's pretty good at real basketball, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, look, he was decent tonight. I didn't catch a lot of this game. I have watched the highlights. Um and I look, I think, I think the concern for people was playing alongside Porzingis. What's he going to look like? Um, are his rebound numbers going to fall off? And, and obviously, we didn't see that here. Um, Avdia went down with an ankle injury, I think, from yeah. memory. Yeah, uh, an ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, doesn't sound like it's anything more than a sprain. But I mean, as we know, a sprain could could still mean a couple of weeks on the sideline, depending how bad it is. Um, that may have opened up a couple of extra minutes for him. Um, but, you know, look, I think if you drafted Kuzma, this is exactly what you wanted from him, points and rebounds. Yep. Got yourself a couple blocks, too. That was that, That's nice from him. Yeah. Uh, Will Barton coming in with 25 minutes. And as like a as a fringe kind of like bench player, Will Barton with 25 minutes is a, is a nice is a nice ad. And I, I think he'll get that moving forward, especially if uh, Advia is, uh, is is out for a little while. Yeah, I think he may have gained the most from Advia's injury. Anything, um, Kuzma getting nineteen shots, you know, more than anyone else on the team was somewhat surprising. But I don't think that was like a groundbreaking development, just because we've seen him put up high usage nights in the past. But yeah, Barton, the twenty five minutes. Um, He's not. I don't think he's going to give you too much in terms of like the rebounding and other categories, but he can shoot, you know, decent percentage from three. That that's someone to kind of look into. I think yeah, he can still get hot. Uh, and Bradley Bill yeah. as the main distributor, you know, I, he's kind of sharing the load, I guess. But like, I, I do think Beal plays more of the main distributor on this team uh, over Morris. I I'm not convinced by. By Morris leading this team, and if that's technically better than Bradley Beal doing it, <laughs> we'll see. No, I think, um, yeah, I I think this is sort of about you'll you'll see Morris and 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 Beal sort of sharing that a bit. So wouldn't expect one of them to get ten assists a game or anything. Um, but I think encouraging in terms of Beal is is the fact that he shot nine of seventeen tonight. Last season he he was really inefficient. Um, we don't know how long he was dealing with that injury, but um, yeah, this is sort of the Beal of old, what, what we saw two, three years ago. So um, it's a good sign if, if you did manage to get him in the fourth round. I think you could get him in some drafts. Oh yeah, I think I did, and um, I'm, I'm hoping he scores thirty a night. That'd be great. Um, sign me up for that. He could do it. It's possible. Uh, let's go over to the Indiana side of the shop. Uh, what, what stands out for you the most here on, on the Indiana side? I think Halberton had a great game. We all expected that. I guess no steals is a little unexpected. But uh, other than other than the main guys, who who, who on the fringes here that uh, 
that the Pacers have uh, stand out for you? Take Ben Matherin personally. Um, came off the bench, still played 28 minutes, 19.7 boards, two assists, two steals. Um, Chris Duarte really didn't offer them much. I wouldn't be shocked if I think the, the All Star break probably be a conservative prediction, but I think Matherin's going to be starting over Duarte eventually. Um, maybe they start together if the Pacers move Buddy Heald, but. Matherin looks like a guy that they're going to have to put in the starting lineup probably sooner rather than later. I don't really want to overreact to one game, but explosiveness that he brings offensively, and he also knocked down three three-pointers tonight. That's something that their other young guards really don't offer right now. Yeah, no, he, he looked really good. I, I did catch a little bit of this game. Um and as you said, I mean, if I think if it was a contending team, and, and we're assuming the the Pacers won't be, um, mm-hmm. maybe a little be a, be a little bit more cautious on projecting when he might start. Um, but when they want to get a, a good look at him and and how he fits alongside Halliburton and uh, Jalen Smith, um, yeah, I, I think he'll he'll be starting at some point. Um, Jalen Smith was another one for me. I think he had a pretty ordinary preseason. Uh, which which meant that his ADP started to fall away towards the end, but he he looked looked okay in this one. Uh, no Miles Turner obviously helped, um, and the playing time's not sort of super ideal. But 16 and 8 with a block, um, if he hit a couple more threes there, which he's normally a little bit better than that from three. Um, yeah, I think that's encouraging if you did draft him and then sort of if you were regretting it a little bit based on his preseason, I think uh, this was encouraging. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think it's good, but then also when Turner gets back, right, what is what does this team shift to? And uh, I guess we're just going to have to see. I think it is encouraging, but he'll, like, they're going to play him the minutes. Like, it's not one of those, let's sit him out and trade him kind of things. It's more like show him off and trade him. And if you grabbed a late Buddy Heald, right? He shot 11 three-pointers tonight. So <laughs> that's encouraging. Yeah. Yep. Good for him. I'm, I'm proud of him. Let's go to, the, uh, let's go to that Knicks game. Um, all right, Ralph, you, you watch this game. Uh, give us a lowdown on, on what you saw. Um, Jalen Brunson had some early foul trouble issues, but I think overall he still had a solid game. You know, 15 points, six boards, nine assists. No turnovers. Um, didn't get any defensive stats. You're not really expecting too much of that from him. I think the offense overall uh, moved a lot better. Um, ball didn't stick. Um, outside of R.J. Barrett, who had a brutal night shooting the basketball, but the Knicks yeah. looked a bit better offensively. But I think fantasy-wise, the big talking points probably going to be Cam Reddish and Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, Hartenstein's a pretty popular draft pick in a lot of leagues that I was in late round guy and i don't think he did anything to dispel that but reddish at first um reserve wing spot with with quentin quentin grimes out injured with the foot issue came up big 22 points five boards three steals a block three three pointers including one that sent the game in overtime so i can't really commit to reddish as a fantasy option but I wouldn't blame anyone if they had a spot on the back end of their roster and they wanted to take a flyer on them ahead of this weekend's games. Uh, yeah, no, I I was 
pretty surprised to see they they sort of mentioned before the game that he was going to get get some minutes here, and he's someone that we haven't even really spoken about uh, during the preseason. So yeah, I agree that. I wouldn't be rushing to grab him because we have seen this from him before. He'll have a couple of games where he looks really good and then he just vanishes. So yeah. um, I wouldn't sort of be dropping a, a player that has a little bit more um, an assured role. But if you've got an empty roster spot, if you've got someone that you can drop to your IR spot, um, why not just grab him and, and see what happens? Um, and Hartenstein, as you said, he played 40 minutes. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson was in really early foul trouble. Yeah, he like immediately Obviously. got into foul trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, typical. Yeah. But that's going to happen. We know that yeah. happens. Yeah. So, um, and look, honestly, I mean, Hartenstein. He's, I think you could make a pretty strong case that he's should be the preferred option anyway. Um, but yeah, look, I, I know I got him in a couple of leagues, and as I said, I'm I'm going to try and pick him up tonight um, and hope that. Other managers in my league didn't watch the Knicks game. I think it was on ESPN, so I don't think you're going to get away with that one. Um, yeah, yeah I, we'll I, see. Most of the most of the managers are in Australia, so hopefully <laughs> they were at work. Okay, maybe maybe it is all right. Um, yeah, Harlstein <laughs> is, I think, the interesting piece here, right? Like, uh, how does that play? Robinson's been, in, you know, consistently he gets in foul trouble. Harlstein had five fouls tonight too, so. Um, that could go, I think, back and forth uh, throughout uh, the season. Fournier um, definitely was uh, overlooked. As uh, I mean, he's like, you know what you're getting, right? His ceiling, the ceiling is low um, for Fournier, but the floor is pretty high. Like it's, it's he's a you know regular top 120, 100 to 120 range standard league player. He's playing 33 minutes. Tibbs seems to want to play him, right? So, um, you know, I was I, I like a consistent guy with consistent minutes, and I know that's kind of a boring approach uh, to your waiver wires, so I wouldn't, like, run out and get him either. But if you really just kind of crap the bet on some pick and there's not a lot on your waiver wire, you're in a deeper league, I guess. And Fournier's still out there. The guy's got to play. Yeah. Um, over on the Grizzlies side, uh, anything stand out here? I'm not. I'm not seeing too much. A lot of what I expected. Bane taking more shots, right? That's nice. Yeah. I gotta say, Santi Aldama personally. Um, Eighteen, eleven assists, one steal, one block, three three pointers. He gives them the spacing that they lost with the Jaron Jackson Jr. injury. Um, and he looked good out there. Yeah, he dunked on Julius Randle in the third quarter. Um, the overall shooting, you really have to like. I don't know if he's going to get 14 shots per night, but he's someone that when teams overload on Bain and John Morant, he's going to have opportunities to shoot. And I thought he did a good job of converting a good percentage of them tonight. And I don't know. It seemed like I think I think Brandon Clark's someone who's lost who's lost a bit of luster. Um, 8.6 boards isn't bad, but he only played 19 minutes. It seems quite clear that Aldama is the preferred choice right now in terms of that power forward spot. Well, I mean, even so, like, Brandon Clark's had plenty of opportunity on this team since he's gotten on this team to earn minutes. Can't and shoot. 
He hasn't. Yeah, it's as simple as that. He plays about 19 minutes. Even when it's like he's the only option, it's like, no, you're going to play like 19 minutes. We're going to go with other people. Mm. So doesn't bode well. I wouldn't. I personally would not roster Braden Clark in the standard league. I just think there's some better options out there uh, with who are playing more minutes. I'm going to go over the Bulls. Uh, yeah. Oh, go was, ahead. Go ahead, King. It was a bit disapp- Clark was a bit disappointing for me. Um, in this one, I mean, I think not starting was, was an issue. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Aldama played 39 minutes to, to Brandon mm-hmm. Clark's 19, and, and it looks like the Grizzlies are happy to roll with some of those old players off the bench. David Roddy had 13 minutes. Xavier Tillman, 16 minutes. Uh, LaRavia had 13 minutes. So they're just going to split those minutes based... I mean, it's, it's one game, so we don't know, but... Um, I guess if there's one positive, it's that Clark was on the floor to close the game. So, um, yeah, he, he had four fouls. I don't know. As I said, I didn't watch a lot of this game, so I don't know whether fouls were an issue and maybe that limited his minutes. Maybe he got some early fouls and, and so didn't play in the first half. I'm not sure, but still not super convinced, yeah. There was a point in the second quarter where they had Clark and Xavier Tillman on the floor together. That lasted about a minute and a half before they put Aldama back in because that meant they had two non-shooters out there, and yeah. it wasn't going to work. So I think that's my biggest concern with Clark. Even if he avoids foul trouble, what's he going to give you as a even a mid-range jump shooter? Yeah, very good point. Uh, I think it's going to be a long run. Like, I think it's going to be a long slog for the Grizzlies until Jaron Jackson comes back. I think it's going to be rough for them. Yeah. Uh, let's go over the Bulls' heat. Um, obviously, I would assume Alex Caruso getting those starts. Really, um, really loved what I saw from uh, I Sumo. I loved what I saw from him last year. Uh, I, I grew, uh, you know, I guess a disclaimer. I grew up near the U of I, so um, I'm, I'm going to root for this kid uh, forever, probably. And he's it's well deserved because he's like he's it's he's in his second year. He looks very polished, uh, and this this starting role that he has isn't going away. Like Lonzo Ball is going to be out for a while, and he yeah. played thirty he played thirty six minutes tonight. He played in very important parts of this game. He had some incredibly important threes. Uh, he also got you know six rebounds, four assists, two steals. Uh, he's still got a lot to learn, but like he is a viable starter uh, currently, especially for the Bulls. Um, I was encouraged to see Kobe White shooting without care. Like that's his role, right? Um, Vujovic shot poorly, but that's you know that's Vooch. Every once in a while that happens, and then uh, Demar Derozan is Demar Derozan. The guy is a, a master uh, at finding his spot and then just making some sort of unconscious shot in somebody's face, and he did it all night tonight. The one glaring weakness here is I don't remember. I watched the whole game. I don't think I remember seeing Pat Williams on the court. Yeah. At all. And that's a bad sign. Yeah, that was the concern. That's been a concern, as you know, throughout the preseason, throughout his Bulls career. I think he mentioned that he's a bit hesitant at times when he's on the floor with Levine and DeRozan um, in terms of going for his own shots. I, like many, probably expect him to be far more aggressive with Levine out than he was. 
And, you know, six shots is one thing, but to not get to the foul line at all, you're an athlete like him, that, that's a really concerning sign. Um, Devontae Green, I thought he outplayed Williams in the preseason. He played 18 off the bench. Uh-huh. You have to wonder how, how uh, patient Billy Donovan's going to be with Patrick Williams in that starting power forward spot. Yeah, he was – Williams is one of the he's a guys – a few people tried to hype him up, and, and I didn't really buy into that much. Yeah. I, I, need, yeah. I need to see need to see it from him first. And, and you said six six shot attempts with no Zach Levine. Um, and not only that, but sharing the, the court with Alex Caruso, who himself is not a guy that's going to be overly aggressive on the offensive mm-hmm. end. Um, yeah, he it's yeah, – I mean, if you look – even Andre Drummond attempted seven shots. <laughs> you know, Andre Drummond um, uh, like had a couple plays where I was like, oh, we have a backup center. This is great. And then he had a couple plays where I was like, all right, we Andre Drummond, you're you're the backup center. Relax. <laughs> stop yeah. stop trying to do too much. Yeah. Look, he went five of five from the free throw line. That's that's encouraging. I, I love uh, it. I love it. I take it. I love it. But yeah, no, for me again, yeah, Patrick Williams, he's not a guy that I drafted anywhere and um I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I haven't seen it from him yet uh, in terms of being a fantasy asset. And it's unfortunate cuz he is like very athletic. There are some even some uh, a handful of stints in the preseason where he would he would um you know, he would roll off a screen, closing off the guy, make great rolls of the basket. He would, you know, take a, you know, one drop seven, dunk it on somebody. He he looks like sometimes like a really great athletic uh, player, and then he just disappears. And tonight he completely disappears, and that he that that can't happen. I'm moving forward with the Bulls, um, it just can't. Um, he he's gonna have to contribute um, over the long haul. Let's go over to the Miami side. Um, what stands out here over over on Miami? I'd say Max Struess for me personally. Um, 22 points off the bench, five threes. Seven rebounds, also encouraging. So I think both he and Tyler Hero had pretty good nights uh, in terms of production, I, I thought. So I think those are probably the two guys that stand out. Um, power forward spot with Caleb Martin. Didn't really do much. I don't think we're really expecting too much from whoever they put in that spot. So nothing really surprised me there. But I think Hero and Struess, I thought the way in which they played tonight was encouraging. Yeah, look, Struess would be the standout there for me as well. Uh, and I think on the flip side of that, Duncan Robinson, I mean, he, he had a one or two good games during the preseason, I think. And people were maybe thinking that he could uh, get back to that form he had prior to last year, but I think based on this performance, he only played 11 minutes, five points. Um, Yeah, I don't think he's anyone we need to concern ourselves with. Yeah, I'd definitely pick up Struess. Hero looked really good. Um, He looked annoyingly good, quite frankly. Uh, It was very annoying to watch him. Real (laughs) um, shit-the-bed night from Kyle Lowry. One one, One for seven, four assists. One steal, he played 35 minutes. And I have a little, maybe a little too much Lowry stock right now. I'm not running away yet, but because I, I don't want to drop anybody. I don't want to panic at the, after the first game. But I'm halfway there with Kyle Lowry because he's getting up there. 
I never ran to Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> he was a good deal this in this in this year's drafts. Yeah, I, if you can get him at the end, but I was in a few leagues where he was getting drafted right around pick 100, mm. which in a standard league I thought was too high given what we saw from him last season. Uh, you hope he can turn it around because it's going to be key to their hopes of you know possibly winning the East because they can't afford to have him put forth performances like this. So no. between him and then Bam's five turnovers – on a great, great night for guys that the Heat are looking for, for you know, to to lead the way for them in most big games. I, I appreciate them taking that L. Um, I, I really do. I I need to see more out of Bam. Like yeah. I, every time we play the Heat, or really anytime I watch the Heat, I'm like, man, Bam could really take this game over, and um, he doesn't. Like he he, he plays well. He's very good. He has moments where it's like, oh yeah, that's why. Everybody values Bam out of bio so highly. Uh, but tonight, I mean, he was definitely a factor. Is just that he he doesn't have whatever that next level is yet. And we're kind of entering a window where it's time for him to have that, that next level. And it's not there yet. So I, I don't know when it's going to show up. Yeah, teams? I think for me, the Heat are actually a team that I'm probably a bit lower on than everyone. I know they were really good last year, but I, I don't know. I, I, it wouldn't completely shock me if they finished sort of sixth or seventh in the East this year. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not sold on their roster and their depth as well. So anyway, that's probably just me. It's not really related to fantasy. It's just a, just a thought. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. The East is better. Like the East, the East got mm-hmm. better, and it's always because a couple of good players from the West came over to the East, uh, which helps make the East better. But the East is uh, definitely the teams. Certain teams got better. The Heat pretty much stayed put, right? So uh, they're still good. They're going to be a great regular season team. Jimmy Butler's still Jimmy Butler, right? And uh, until proven otherwise. Uh, speaking of one of those teams who brought somebody over from the West, uh, the Cavs played the Raptors tonight. Um, overall, I, I didn't watch this game, but just looking uh, across the box scores, uh, not a ton stands out for me. I'm keeping an eye on Precious Achua just because he did have a really fun preseason and he's got that three point uh, shot that he, he was working on kind of throughout the second half of last year. And the Raptors are weird enough to like play him at center, but they did not play him there tonight and he only played about 18 minutes. Yeah, and also, you no, know, Darius Garland got hurt in this game, suffered an eye injury. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I think he got a cut underneath his eyelid, which Ooh. sounds pretty gruesome. Ooh. So, Ooh. yeah, he was done after 13 minutes. He had five turnovers before that. So, <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Yeah, that, that ain't good. But, he took uh, eight shots, had five turnovers in 13 minutes. They were yeah. probably like, oh, good. Maybe you should sit out the rest of the game. So I think. If he misses time, you know, you have to wonder what's, what's Cleveland's answer going to be because Howell Neto played six minutes off the bench. There was a lot of Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert serving as the playmakers once Garland went down. So I think maybe assist boost for, for those two guys. Mitchell played well overall, I thought. So that may be something to keep an eye on in terms of fantasy value if Garland has to miss time. Yeah, he he uh, 
yeah, it wasn't a great line from him in his in his thirteen <laughs> minutes. He got uh, yeah a poke in the eye from Fred uh, from um, Gary Trent. I th- I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what happened. Um, they had uh, they had Chetty Osman on uh, the floor to close the game, so that was the mm-hmm. lineup they went with. Um, look, Osman had seventeen points. Um, didn't didn't do much else, and we we know Osman can have periods where he's a twelve team guy for maybe a week. Um, so yeah, look if. Garland does miss time. I, I don't know whether he will. Um, and Osman could be someone to look at streaming in, but there's not much upside there for him. Mm-hmm. In the in the matchup between Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley, two of my favorite young guys in the league. Um, I mean, it goes to Scotty Barnes, right? He he had a 15 points, seven assists, which is like I like seeing that assist number going up. He led uh, the Raptors in assists, uh, two steals, a block. Uh, he had a three-pointer. Um, he took the second most shots on the team. You flip that over to Evan Mobley, right? He he was 14-6, and six, one assist, one steal, one block. Those are all nice. One three. I'll take ones across the board. Um, only had nine shots in this game, and I find that really strange because if Evan Mobley is going to kind of like take that next step up, nine shots a game ain't going to cut it. And this was something I was a little afraid of with Donovan Mitchell showing up is that, like, yeah. is Donovan Mitchell going to come in and do what Donovan Mitchell does, which is shoot the ball a lot? <laughs> and the answer is, well, maybe just because Garland went out and he was like, oh, this, it's my time. Uh, Evan Mobley is much, is way too good to be taking only nine shots. Yeah, you just hope that they don't find out. Here's why Rudy Gobert was pissed all the time. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Because, yeah. It, it's it's inexcusable for Evan Mobley to only take nine shots. Jared Allen only had eight. Obviously, Mitchell's going to be a high-volume guy, but I think with this roster, he's going to have to tone that down a bit for them to be at their best. Yeah, I mean, they almost pulled it off tonight. I lost some money on that one. Thanks a lot, Donovan Mitchell. Um, but um, I'll get him next time. Donovan Mitchell had himself a nice night, so if you drafted Donovan Mitchell... Uh, shout out to you. Way to go. Let's let's talk about Rigo Bear. Rigo Bear had a, a monster night. He had 23 points. He had 16 rebounds, a steal, a block, two assists. I'm surprised he didn't even try to shoot a three. He should have shot a three. He should have just tried it. <laughs> like, whatever. This, you're playing the Thunder. Like, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> which I find interesting is that Rudy Gobert, maybe, oh, you know what? Edwards got him by two shots. I was going to say, Rudy Gobert might have just led the team in shots for the first time in his entire life. But maybe the the first time he's had the second most shots on in the team ever in his entire life as well. So a weird and unexpected line from Rudy Gobert tonight and kind of a, um, you know, two for 10 for towns um, is small. This is a small sample size, so I don't want to get too worked up about it. But what do you think about tonight with the, the Timberwolves? Go ahead, Adam. Uh, yeah, no, look, it's uh, it was a, an interesting game. It was um, they, the the Wolves sort of got out early and, and then Thunder made it interesting um, mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, Towns, yeah, yeah, look, I think he's still adjusting to his role. Uh, it's very different to what he's done in the past. Um, yeah, shot the ball poorly. We knew his rebounds were going to be down a bit this season, playing away from the basket. But I think this, the seven assists are interesting. Um, I mean, we we know he's he's a decent passer. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if they are going to utilise him a little bit more uh, that way as a facilitator, I think that adds something. I know 
obviously losing the blocks, losing the rebounds takes away from his fantasy sort of overall value. But if he can add some assists, that that at least picks a bit of that up. Um, so no, look, I wouldn't worry too much about him. Um, I thought Jade McDaniels was really good, but I wouldn't. I mean, 19 points could very well be the most points he scores in a game all season. I like yeah, the rest of it. I'm too worried about oh, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Towns either. You also had that illness during the preseason where he lost a bunch of weight. So I think he'll be back, you know, to what we expect soon enough. But, yeah, McDaniel's line is what steps, stands out to me, especially the defensive numbers. Like Adam said, probably not going to score 19 on too many nights this season. But if he can get you, like, combined three and a half to four steals and blocks per game, in addition to rebounds and assists, maybe about 10, 11 points per game. I think you're really going to like that. And I think that's what a lot of people are kind of banking on when they drafted him, you know, in, in a lot of these leagues. So tonight was kind of a, you know, a bonus that you're certainly not going to complain about, but you aren't going to expect 19 points consistently from him. No, not at all. He got to the line no. 10 times tonight, right? Like, that's <laughs> how that happened. Yeah, that's... yeah. Yeah, and I think the the Wolves have made it pretty clear that they're really high on McDaniel's as a piece yeah. of their of their future. He was the sort of the one guy they didn't want to give up in in that Rudy Gobert trade. They were pretty adamant about that. So, um, they yeah, just I, gave I up can... five other McDaniel's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean you would look and say thirty six minutes. Um, is he going to play that every night? I would say potentially yes. I think he'll play. 32, 33 minutes at least um, night. So I think, yeah, look, defensive um, numbers, some rebounds. Um, he will normally give you a three, potentially. He didn't hit one here, but but he, he will give you a three. So, no, I think um, this is a really good start to what could be a breakout season for him. I hope so. Um, that'd be nice. Um, I, I think a lot of people took a little, you know, a flyer on him later in the drafts and I, I hope that comes to fruition if he's out there on your waiver wires uh go pick him up and carthony towns right i would love for him to have a slow start and then go trade for him that'd be nice yeah. that'd be a nice buy low situation because i mm-hmm. people are gonna worry about that they're gonna worry about the gobert thing the the lose like you said he, he lost 17 pounds of likely muscle um and that really changes like everything about like the way you shoot like uh, everything about what do I know? I'm five six. I don't play a lot of basketball, but it does change a lot about what you, uh, how you play the game, right? In such a physical way, when you're suddenly lighter and you're suddenly not as strong, like that, uh, it seemed like it did happen over a course of a, a handful of weeks, right? And so, um, I hope he gets healthy, and I hope nothing but the best for Crown Three Towns because, um, I like that guy. He's uh, I like watching a seven footer run around screens like he's Kyle Korver and shooting threes. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the Thunder. Anything else standing out here for the Thunder other than Shea Gilders just doing doing what he used to do, which is wonderful to see. Uh, I think. Um, oh, sorry, you go, Raph. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, I I was encouraged to see Poku start at center. Um, we weren't really sure. I don't think. Um, his exact role was going to be, but um, 25 minutes. I mean, that's it's not it's not a ton of playing time, but 11 and seven with three assists and a block, two threes. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but um, you take that. So 
yeah, it was nice. I, I grabbed him in the last round of a, a couple of leagues, so I was pretty happy with that. Um, and then the other the other one was just Jalen Williams. He he left with an eye injury as well. I'm pretty sure um, yeah. in that game, which was a bit of a bummer. I had him in in a couple of teams, um, although I may have had him on the bench tonight with with so many teams playing. But hopefully that's nothing more than just a scratch or any fixed up and he's good to go um, because he started the game well five points one assist in in six minutes so hopefully that's nothing yeah josh giddy um double double didn't shoot it well but 14 11 four assists and two blocks two three pointers um he's obviously going to have plenty of opportunities you know both on and off the ball in that backcourt um so you know, I don't think it was like an eye-opening performance from him. I think we kind of know what we're going to get and what he's capable of. But I think I think he's a guy who could really take off this season, in my opinion, uh, especially when Shea Gilgis-Alexander hasn't always been able to stay healthy from long stretches. So Josh Giddy, I got, I got him in a couple of my leagues, and I'm I'm fine with what he did tonight, and I just expect better moving forward. Yeah, I like that um, while you know – Giddy can really put it together, and when Shea Gillis is out, they're playing him together, and he's still very valuable. Like that's that's the to me the, the the positive when I see this line tonight is that all right, cool. When they play, when they when they finally are running a team together, there is going to be some give and take, uh, and Giddy's still going to be um, pretty as valuable as you think he's going to be. So I, I think that's good. Uh, we only got a couple more games. We can lightning round these. I don't want to keep you guys. Around uh, awake all night. I guess it is the middle of the day for Adam over there. Um, we got the blowout uh, by Charlotte. Man, the Spurs look like shit. They look terrible. Um, they are not good. And um, I, for me, like I'm, I, I'm keeping an eye on the trade Jones Josh Primo battle. Like Primo played 26 minutes tonight. Uh, Trey played 24. And, um, you know, they both had kind of middling lines, right? But Primo, you know, looks a lot more aggressive, I would say. He had five assists tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest, of this, the rest of this team, you know, it's the Spurs, man. I don't know. I don't I didn't want to talk about them that much. But go go right ahead. Yeah. Trey is basically like his older brother, Tyus, and that he's not going to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. But Primo gives you a bit more of an upside. Like you like mentioned, he's a bit more explosive with the ball in his hands, a bit more aggressive. So maybe he ultimately takes that job over, but they can play them together too. So that's something else to watch. Uh, I think Devin Vassell shot incredibly bad, you know, 3 yes. or 15 from the field. It's all eight of his three-point attempts. I was pretty high on him during the draft time just because of what he can give you in some of the other categories. But – a really bad debut, but Keldon Johnson, you know, the rebounding assistance deals, I'm encouraged by that because it really didn't give you much in terms of especially steals last season. So I think overall a good debut for him, even though his team got smoked. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vassell is, is probably the, the name there. I guess people were starting to reach for him a bit. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's not the best um season debut obviously but he'll shoot better than this um, yeah. four assists are nice um, so I'm not panicking too much on him just yet um, in terms of Jones and, and Primo yeah look I think Trey Jones was sort of the assumed guy 
that we were targeting based on what we saw down the stretch last season, but there was never really any sort of confirmation that they were going to run with him as as the starter who was going to play yeah. big minutes. Um, we just assumed it. So, um, yeah, I think I think Primo probably, and if he's available, I, I'm looking now actually to see um, he's available in pretty much all my leagues. So I may look at just picking him up in a couple of places because if he's going to get 26 minutes a night, um, I think he can do enough, as we saw tonight. He led the team in assists. So, um, yeah, a name to consider, I think. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't give up on Vassal uh, just yet. So if you do see someone in your league who did after this poor uh, shooting night who paid, you know, a decent price for Vassal, who they might not have ever heard of, right? Like, that's definitely... A, a casual name like where they'd be like I don't, I don't know who that guy is but i guess he's ra- ranked really well here on this site so i'll pick him up uh, if you see a lot of drops on vassal uh, pick him right back up uh, the spurs ain't going nowhere and they got nobody else to play so um he's gonna have plenty of opportunity to improve his game uh i like what i saw from terry rogier with Lamelo out we know terry rogier can do um that type of thing and um I, I pj washington man i don't know about you but i think like pj washington f- finally got drafted in the right spot which was unfortunate because i was like oh pj washington's gonna be a really nice late round guy and then like all the the drafts i were in were like oh yeah i know pj washington's like way better than all these other scrubs like and he i never got him so he had a great night i think he can be a top 100 player this year uh just because of, you know the at, yeah yeah that top 100 is probably conservative you know no miles bridges the center position of nick richards was outstanding tonight but we have to consider the opposition and his True. entire career yep. that's not going to happen uh very often so yeah i think washington i don't know maybe top 75 is his floor you know who knows i think he's capable of being that kind of player for them Oh, definitely, especially with the blocks. Yeah, look, yeah, no, and, and I got him in a couple of couple of spots, but I had to get him in around sort of pick eighty, pick ninety to get him this season. Um, but I'm I'm okay with that. I think, as you said, he he can be, well, he should be a top one hundred player, and top seventy five, top eighty might be his floor. Um, only a small sample size, but um, playing time's good. Um, yeah, everything really, and he he actually will normally get you probably close to a steal a game as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I I be high on on Washington, and and I mean we know Haywood, we don't know how long he's going to last before he gets injured. So, true. Um, yeah, no, I thought uh, I mean again the opposition, the, the Spurs look really bad. So, yes. um, which I think Spurs fans are probably happy about. Yeah, I'm sure they're excited. Try to tank. No, not at all. That's when I, you know, there was a lot of talks like, oh, Utah looks like the worst team. They're tanking, blah, blah, blah. I looked at their roster and I was like, Utah has real basketball players on it. Like, Larry Marcus is yeah. not terrible. Jordan Clarkson's pretty good. Mike Connolly is pretty good. Uh, let's go look at the Spurs roster. Ooh, never. Doug McDermott's still on this team. Okay, cool, great. Uh, that's that's not great. Um, but yeah, let's just take note of everybody out there in. Uh, in the fantasy basketball world, uh, if there are bench players playing the Spurs and you need some streamers, guess what? You you found your team. 
He'll pick up anybody who's playing against the Spurs. I think they're going to have a nice night. All the Hornets guys had a nice night in like literally 30 minutes or less. So I would love to nickname the Spurs the 30 minutes or less team, but I'm going to stay away from that. And let's go to the Utah Jazz, actually. I think this is the last game that's not still going on, though I am being informed that um, uh, Christian Wood is going uh, off in um, yeah. In Phoenix, I want to catch the end of that game. Absolutely, uh, he, is, he is indeed. Yes, God bless him. Except not not from the free not from the free throw line. All right, well, you know, you can't win them all, I guess. Uh, Denver Jazz, Jazz, unexpectedly, like I said, has, they have real basketball players. They end up winning tonight um, on like really whooping up the Nuggets. I'm shocked. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, I saw. I saw a bit of this game actually because it was a late game. All the early ones were finished. Um, I think my probably my biggest. Uh, I mean, I was surprised, much like you. Um, but probably my biggest takeaway in terms on the Nuggets side is Jamal Murray looked pretty bad. Um, Ooh, yeah. And I, I know, like, obviously he's gonna. It's gonna take him a while to work work back. But um, yeah, he. I think we do need to think like I just put in I guess put into perspective where he is and and where we expect him to be. Um, he and if he has a few games like this uh, in a row, it could be a couple of leagues that he gets dropped in. Um, just keep an eye out for that. I think with Murray, you would hope that you know the managers who drafted him didn't put themselves in a spot where. He was their first point guard taken because, like he said, looked rusty tonight. It's going to take him some time to get back to what he was before the ACL tear. Um, I don't know. I think Denver's bench has, like, no value to it, really. Um, Bones Highland, 10 points, three assists, and a block, and a three-pointer. But he only played 16 minutes, which is a bit surprising you know, to me, given how this game went, it turned into a blowout in the second quarter. So I thought he would play a bit more, um, especially with Murray only getting 26 minutes. But you know, Michael Porter Jr., 15 and seven, one assist, one steal, two threes. He only took 10 shots. Um, but Aaron Gordon put together a good line, and Jokic, you know, he did what he's normally going to do. So. I think, if anything, the takeaway is more about what Utah did as opposed to what Denver not really realizing that the regular season started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, the bench is absolutely atrocious, and I think the Nuggets are actually going to lose a handful of games that they shouldn't. Uh, not this one. I feel like this one is just they weren't prepared to show up uh, mm. and play NBA basketball tonight, but uh, their bench is – is worse than like light. It's it's weak. Like Bones Highland, we don't really know if that guy's good. I think a lot of people got really excited to him uh, being like a sleeper this season uh, and playing a lot of minutes because Murray's going to miss back to backs and be uh, minutes limited. Murray played twenty six minutes, so like that yeah. rumor that he's going to only play twenty is already out the window. Um, he's going to need Murray's going to need to get the reps if they're going to be a playoff team, right? And like I'm not, I'm dropping bones if I have if I took a flyer on him um, at the end of my draft. Certainly, I, I'm dropping him. I, I actually do own a lot of Jamal Murray stock uh, simply because he was around in like the seventh and eighth round. I'm like, hey, like this guy's a top forty player when he's playing a lot of minutes, and that's apparently going to be a project for me instead of 
something I would get in the first few months. So that kind of sucks. Um, but over on the on the jazz side of the of the shop, uh, hard to tell because this game was at half pretty much. Like Utah is running away with it, and you know, I had a little stock in Kelly Olynyk just because he's a f- fun fantasy basketball player. And he only played 15 minutes tonight, so he might have been in foul trouble, though. He, had, he did have five fouls, so I'll have to take a look at the the rotations. Kessler had 24 minutes. Uh, That's not bad. Yeah, no, he, sorry. Yeah, I was, I, as I said, I did see a bit. He did have some foul trouble. Walker Kessler yeah. uh, probably played a few more minutes than he may normally, and Rudy Gay. Um, 26 minutes for Rudy Gay. God. Um, <laughs> Shout out uh, Rudy Gay. Yeah. I, he had 16 points. He had pretty much nothing else. But um, yeah, yeah look, how old they, is that? Guy? It's 36, just... man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Look, and I mean, I think I think the Jazz actually cut. I can't remember who it was. They cut someone so that they could keep Rudy Gay. So obviously, I mean, he's, he's not a priority in terms of their future or development. But I would assume he's a pretty good locker room guy and, and a, a nice veteran presence um, for all of the young players. So. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, 18 minutes. He did. He had foul trouble. I know that. Um, but he got 12 rebounds and a steal. And if you drafted him, that's why you drafted him. Rebounds and um, defensive stats. So, uh, not the best night, but also yeah, not the worst. I'm encouraged by Colin Sexton and Malik Beasley too. Even though they came off the bench, and they're still going to be good value to be had there. Um, both did a good job of picking their spots in terms of you know when to shoot. Um, so I think if you have them, if you draft either of them, I think Sexton was a guy some people were taking in the top 100 even before we knew what the starting lineup was going to look like. So if you have either of those guys, I think they're both worth riding out here to see what they do because they're both young enough to where Utah won't try to put them on ice if things get out of hand you know, later in the season. So good performances from those guys. Uh, you mentioned Vanderbilt, really good night for him rebounding-wise even with the foul trouble. Yeah, and I'd be, like you said, I think Sexton, many assumed he would be starting, and so he was being taken, uh, I don't know, pick 80. I saw him going as high yeah. as pick 80. Um, and after this, you might sort of panic a bit and say, well, should I have Jordan Clarkson instead because he's going to play 30 minutes? My answer no. is no. <laughs> I'd still have Sexton <laughs> pretty clearly over Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that as well. Uh, we got two uh, games still going on. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about, unless you want to talk about them. We we got we can finish it. We can do a whole entire opening day if you'd like. But uh, yeah, look, more it depends more on you guys because as you said, it's it's only three twenty in the afternoon for me. So yeah, that's fair. I have time. Yeah, it's a I'm little taking... after nine here, so I'm not like tired. So. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let's let's pull them up. I'm taking a look at the um, well, let's go to the Dallas Suns game. Let's take a look at Christian Wood uh, going off 25 points off the bench. Tim Hardaway played 25 minutes, which I think is encouraging for kind of deeper leagues because Tim Hardaway can make some threes and get some points. Uh, and I I like what I see from uh, Dinwiddie. Quite frankly, like mm-hmm. he's he's going to be that kind of second secondary playmaker in Dallas um, and see what's going to get a lot of minutes, man. Like they're not going to keep, we know JaVale McGee's not going to hang out uh, on the court 
uh, all day and, and, and play more than like 20 minutes. So uh, very promising for anybody who picked up Christian Wood. Yeah, I think this is what we were probably expecting. Um, even though McGee's starting, we're, we're only, really only penciling him in for 15 to 18 minutes a night. Um, so probably in line with, with what we thought um, really worth drafting. Uh, Luca, 10 and 10 from the free throw line. I saw Dr. Ray has already tweeted that out. So he's he's a happy man at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Wood, even though he's coming off the bench, he was still someone that you were taking like seventh, eighth round in a lot of drafts that I was in. And it makes perfect sense because he's going to have to combine with Tim Hardaway Jr. to lead that second unit. You know, they've got 37 bench points. Woods responsible for 25, Hardaway 9. So, yeah, I think he's you're going to get good value from him, whether he starts or comes off the bench. Yeah, Dallas is going to have to score, right? And so they can't completely yeah. rely on, on, on Luka. Um, Finney Smith's never going to be uh, your top scorer, neither is Reggie Bullock. So where is that scoring coming from? Right? And the, There's really two choices. It's Wood and Hardaway. And so however they finagle those rotations together in order to get those points, um, we'll see. But it's plenty of opportunity for Wood and Hardaway. Over on the Suns, uh, Cam Johnson, kind of a, you know, a, a a decent start, but not like anything I'm terribly excited about. And it looks like Chris Paul is shooting like crap, but like that doesn't bother me either. Sometimes that happens with CP3. He's got nine assists yeah. and two steals. Yeah, I think if you draft Chris Paul, I drafted him one league, and it was a league where I'm punning points, so I couldn't care less how he shoots the ball. Um, mm, yeah, great. He's got yeah nine assists, two steals. That's what I want. Uh, and, and look, honestly, I mean, he he'll be a better shooter than that. I mean, we we've seen how good he can be from the mid range. He he can go eight of eight from the free throw line in game at points. So he'll he'll be better than what he's been tonight. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um... If anything, I'm a bit surprised that Bridges and Johnson combined for one assist. A lot of talk during the preseason was getting those guys more opportunities to beat service playmakers. Take a little bit of the responsibility off the shoulders of Paul and Devin Booker, but that's easier said than done, especially once the games start to count. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think Bridges getting 11 boards and a block shot is good. Cam's got two blocks and three three-pointers, so they're going to contribute – other areas and you just kind of hold out hope they can give you a bit more in the assist category moving forward we're getting word from the uh the chat room that uh chris paul's sitting on the bench currently so i don't know if it's uh yeah, campaigns out there oh god campaign damian lee's out there too playing pretty well all right shout out campaign um good for him i i can't really really against him after a, yeah. his raw deal in in, in chicago I think they just because uh, I've got the game on. I'm not listening to it, but I've got it on, and I think I just saw something pop up. I think Phoenix might be on a pretty strong run, um, so potentially campaign. They're just they're leaving him on there because yeah. they're just running he's with playing him. well, and, and they've rallied from from whatever they were down. So. I think that really bodes well for the uh, if Booker has to run the offense, his value goes sky high, and there yeah. is nine assists. Right now, for for Devin Booker, 
yeah, Damian Lee's on taking some big shots as well. So he's, um, which I think is good for the Suns. I, I think one concern I had regarding the Suns this year was their depth. So mm-hmm. if they've got some guys there that can contribute, um, and we we saw Damian Lee do it a little bit when he was in Golden State. He had a few few games where he stepped up. So um, yeah, good for the Suns if some of their their bench guys can be on there uh, to close the game because that was my my worry with them this season. I'm hoping Dallas could pull it out here so I can um, at least break even on on night one in my uh, my gambling addiction. Um, let's go over the Blazers versus Sacktown. Um, it's this game is also still going on. About 22 seconds left. Looks like the Blazers are going to take it, which. Like I said, like I'm not, I am not surprised. Uh, at least the Kings may try to make a, a game of it there in the second quarter. Uh, looking at looking at the box scores here, um, I'm surprised Justice Winslow played 26 minutes tonight. I was not expecting that many minutes out of out of Winslow. Yeah, he wasn't a liability though. Yeah, played quite well. Seems to have a good game. And uh, very promising wow. with Jeremy Grant. Like, that that was a guy everybody was kind of like, I'm tired of that guy. I don't care about that guy. <laughs> and um, he's he's playing, a, like, a very significant role in the Blazers. Yeah. No, I was, I was okay, actually. Grant is a guy that I've never been super high on, but this year I was actually okay taking him inside the top 100 um, just because I think he's, now that he's not expected to be that, Alpha on the offensive end, he can focus a little bit more on defense, so he can get you a steal on a blocker game. But he's had he's had two years to work on his offensive game to the point where it's reliable now. Whereas when he was playing this sort of a role in um, in Denver and, and OKC, he he didn't have that offensive upside, I don't think. So uh, yeah, no, no, a nice performance uh, from him and Josh Hart as well, mm-hmm. another guy who I think you were able to get late in. In draft, people sort of just forgot about him, um, but he's yeah. he's a really good player. He he, um, he gets out of position stats and can score the ball like we've seen tonight. So yeah, yeah strong game from him. Let's check out the uh, the king side of the shop here. Unfortunately, like I was looking forward to some uh, some rookies on the Kings, and uh, they yeah. ain't here. So um, kind of. Across the board from from the guys we know, right? Pretty lackluster. Um, you know, Deer and Fox doing what Deer and Fox usually does, right? He shooting the ball a lot, taking the ball to the rim a lot. He had a lot of threes tonight, so that's that's pretty exciting. He has a nice line. Sabonis pretty pretty lackluster. Um, it fouled out too. Oh really? Oh yeah, he fouled out. Yeah. Wow, what's going on? A lot of foul, a lot of fouling out almost <laughs> this uh, game one. Maybe they're doing some new rules or whatever. Um, but Kevin Herter, um, 30, 30 minutes and shot pretty well. Hit a lot of threes. I need yeah. Mike Brown to stop playing KZ Akpala. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cut trust Mike Brown out. at all, man. Excuse, I don't trust Mike excuse my language, but cut <laughs> this shit out. Man. I know Keegan Murray, he's still dealing with the health and safety protocols. I think he said he's hoping to play on Saturday. So there's going to be a, a gradual, you know, working in process there. But I know Apollo is a good defender, but he gives you absolutely nothing offensively. 
And it, that may ultimately be the difference in this game tonight. So he got 16 minutes. Um, Terrence Davis got 25 off the bench and played pretty well. I wouldn't be opposed to starting Terrence Davis instead of Akpala until Keegan Murray gets going. Yeah, um, Terrence Davis is a yeah. I, I actually got him in our dynasty draft um, mm. pretty late. I was I was okay getting him because I mean we saw last year before he he injured his wrist or his hand or something. Yeah. Um, he put I think he had back to back thirty point games. He can get some steals and. Uh, yeah, he's he's done that tonight. Fourteen points, two steals, five rebounds, two threes, twenty-five minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, if he can play upwards of twenty minutes, twenty-two minutes a night, um, league managers anyway should uh, keep an eye on him. And on Fox, yeah, a nice line, but eight turnovers. So hopefully, you're punting turnovers if you got uh, Darren Fox on your team. Yeah, I hope so. Eight. He's he's about to get a. Quadruple double, you get yep. a few more rebounds, a few more assists. Now there's only 14 seconds left. Damn. I wonder if that's ever. I don't have to go to. Ba- now I gotta go out to basketball reference and figure that out after after the show. <laughs> so this is gonna bother me. I'm like, I wonder if that's ever happened. Okay, you're good. You're gonna go look it up, aren't you? All right, cool. Well, I mean, this is great. We we did it. We watched all the boxes tonight on opening <laughs> night. Um, I uh, thank you for hanging out with me um and shooting the shit i think this was a lot of fun um yeah i hope to do this game we're gonna do this i'm planning on doing something like this every wednesday night um just you know have an open session we might not watch uh, look at box scores every single night uh, as the season goes on there's gonna be like different topics to uh definitely talk about but uh raf uh why don't you uh, plug where people can read you and find you on twitter find me at Roto World or NBC Sports Edge, same website, and I can be followed at Raphael J, R-A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E, and the letter J. Excellent. I'm going to throw that in the chat as well. Uh, and Adam, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter as well, Adam King 91 um, And yeah, just getting, uh, in terms of content, it's, it's mainly casts and videos and stuff now um a little bit easier than doing written content so uh, any written stuff i do is at uh, fbibasketball.com but uh, really just trying to do more shows um got a mailbag show tomorrow at 4 30 eastern i think josh lloyd and i are doing a mailbag show uh maybe once a week potentially so um yeah you can check that out uh, on youtube as well very cool well thank you gentlemen for joining me over here at the Watching the Boxes um, Twitch show that uh, has no name. Um, so <laughs> we're taking entries for names. Something about round ball, round table. I feel like those all those names have been taken by other entities within the sporting world. So uh, we'll, we'll get the fans on it. We'll see what they have to say. Um, and we will see everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us in the chat. We appreciate you. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, thanks for hanging. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Mm-hmm.